to Warp Zone, a podcast on sci-fi, philosophy, religion, politics, gaming, and anything else taboo. Taboo. We are Ben Benassik and Tara Smith. Hello. Hello. Uh, Two academics in the world of COVIDs. That's right. Living the dream. Hmm. Um, Tara sounds a bit down because she's in hospital. (laughs) I am in hospital, but don't worry, I'm not actually sick. I am Mm. doing a medical trial because I need some more cash monies to fuel my, you know, I've got a starving cat at home that needs to be fed. I've got, you know, I've got to look after him, my baby, my cat baby. And then I also, what else? Struggling. Yeah. Oh, did you see, Ben, there's been two more COVID cases at Lakemba, two GPs that had COVID. Really? Two GPs? Yeah. Yeah. At one of the doctors there. It's crazy. Mm. He just needs to write himself a letter and excuse himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but yeah, so I'm day five on a nine day trial. Water so I get, out, I get out Thursday. Hmm. Yep. Wow. Now, yeah, uh, news. So I'm delayed. Um, I'm always yes. delayed. But yeah, That's true. Delayed. So I'm delayed because I was doing an invoice, but I was delayed doing the invoice because I rescued a turtle today. Did you really? Uh, yeah. I was driving. Um, Isaiah to preschool and or playgroup thing. Um, wait, wait, you must have rescued a tortoise then, not a turtle, right? I don't if know. It was, if it was walking. It's got a shell. Was it, on the, was it on the land or in the water? Something like this. I think it's a tortoise. No, it's a turtle. Um, please refer to it um, in the future as a tortoise. No, it's turtle. It's turtle <laughs> day, actually. So the daycare's. So I grabbed the turtle. I stopped my car on an 80K bend. Um, you know, as you're driving towards Thelmere... No, don't worry. Maybe explain it to the listeners, but not me. <laughs> That's okay. No, no, but you know... Like, you've been no, here. no, I don't anyway, know anything. You know, there's I'm... like this hill area. It's really dangerous, and there's a couple of bends, um, and it's 80K, so I stopped on one of those bends. Yeah. Um, which was pretty dangerous, and I ran out of the car, grabbed the turtle, um, and then ran Was it trying to cross the road? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it like gonna, a joke. Yeah, it was going to totally die. Like, there was no question about it. This 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 turtle was dead. Tortoise, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, turtle. And um, so I grabbed it and then had it upside down. So I'm, like, carrying it to the car. <laughs> and then it, like, weed all over me. So, like, I had like, stinky turtle weed. Like, it really smells turtle weed. It's not nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what did you do? Uh, so and then I drove to down the hill. So Isaiah's like um, uh, family daycare, and then like I knock, I got Isaiah to knock on the door, and he got um, Shauna, the carer, out, and his two friends that were there, and we went and let it go, <laughs> and we let it go around the side of her house, so which sort of like backs onto the train line mm-hmm. and a creek behind as well. So it's actually a really good place to to put it. I don't know what the fuck a turtle's doing on the top of a hill. Like it <laughs> didn't make any sense why I was there, but yeah, so. Mm-hmm put it down the bottom and um, she's just sent me a picture like a couple of minutes ago and the turtles like walked around her property in through her gate and gone to hang out with them. So, the oh, so like, do you think it was a pet, like a lost pet? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so because I know the guy that lives on the top of the hill and he wouldn't have a turtle. Um, no, but like maybe it's from further afield. Like it sounds like it's domesticated. It doesn't sound wild, like a wild turtle. You reckon? Yeah. If it's like seeking out people, probably hungry, probably wants some salad snacks or something from the. I don't know. Um, how big was it? 
this big? I don't, I've never seen a tortoise in Australia, like a land turtle. What? Really? Like I've, I've never seen a walking turtle. No. Yeah, let's do a show and tell. I'll, I'll send Did you, you take a photo of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you a picture. So there's Isaiah okay. hanging out with the turtle. Did it try and bite you? No, no, just weed all over me. <laughs> weed all over you. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll send you one more photo, um, just for, for Mark's benefit of, of having... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, stuff that is showing. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I grabbed that. There you go. There's another photo of it going underneath the gate. So that's pretty funny. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I rescued a turtle. I, I couldn't not... Oh, stop. this looks like a pet, like a long neck turtle. This is what I was thinking, like tortoise, but I don't even think we have tortoises in Australia. This looks like... Like um, one that lives in a river kind of turtle that should yeah. never be on land kind of turtle. Yeah. It must have... Maybe it's creek dried up or something. Like, was there any creeks up on the hill? No, there's no creeks. Creeks aren't on a hill. Creeks don't go from hills, do they? Oh, I don't know. Well, they could with an aqueduct. Crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, there's a creek like behind. I like house. a wildlife warrior. I am. I am. And look at that. There's a cat behind me as well. And I grooming himself. Mm. He's not meant to be on that shelf, but you know. I think he. Yeah. I think he decides what shelf he goes in. I don't think you have any control of his shelf hopping. But I don't actually know how he gets up to these shelves. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's why I was like, and then I had to do like a, a ten-page invoice. So yeah, that half an hour of me wasting time with the turtle. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. And what else like has been going hour. on? Um, well, uh, I got an afterburner cab yesterday, which is kind of cool. Delivered. What's I got afterburn. You mean after pay? After burner, uh, like a big arcade machine. Oh. Um, and I also had a Donkey Kong cab delivered to my store. Oh yeah, I saw a picture of that on the Instagram. So it's, it's, um, it's on like um, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Mm. How many things have you got in your storage shed now? Uh, five, six, five. One, two, three, four, five, five. And then yeah. one at Mark's house. One at my neighbor's house, yeah, uh, and then the rest are at the store or here at home. So what all... um, Tom, I assume, didn't pick up the cap when he was there. No, because I have to lift it up the, the house with him. Yeah, it's nice for uh... you to tell him about it. <laughs> I looked back through the messages and I said it should be fine, but I need to talk to him. So yeah. it was, I wouldn't say that's been confirmed mm. completely. Mm. <laughs> That was funny. Um, anyway, uh, on the weekend, we had Isaiah's birthday. Um, oh, yeah. In a COVID-safe environment. Yeah. Um, and so we, we timed it so that we had two different party times. But it turns know, out yeah. that we had just 20 people invited anyway, like that they confirmed <laughs> that they could come. So then we're like, oh, yeah, everyone can stay. But then it got like um, Jody's family arrived and then my family are like, okay, it's time to go now. And they're like leaving. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, very strange. <laughs> people are in this, I think, um, mode of uh, if there's more than five people around, I've got to leg it. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I understand for the safety of everyone, but yeah, we were doing things safely. And in relatively ter- uh, relative terms, New South Wales is not bad at the moment. So it's are... not, except for Lakemba. Can you imagine how quick it would spread through the families in Lakemba? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's under control. But yeah, New South Wales is not too bad. Um, have you been keeping abreast of the New South Wales politics news and now Queensland? 
political news. Uh, I haven't seen Queensland, but yeah, I've seen New South Wales. I think... Um, so funny. Yeah. For listeners at home, what we're talking about is Gladys had a relationship with another MP. That MP um, is under investigation with ICAC. So our Premier then dumped him and said, fuck that. And now the media is like, I think the media is pretty desperate to put something on Gladys. Like they're like pinning things on politicians and it's a normal thing, like any side of the field. Um, and so they're pinning him, her weirdly on, she should have had better judgment about who she was with, which is weird. I, I, yeah, I, I'm just I think it's just to- that. I mean, like she, she's like, I've watched some of the um, footage from the, like the grueling and they'll be like, have you heard of like this phone? Do you remember this phone call, this meeting that he had? She's like, I don't remember that. And then they just play the same meeting. She's like, oh, now I remember that. Like, mm-hmm. I just think it's hard to believe that she was with him for that long and ha- doesn't ha- hasn't got some sort of shit in the game. I think something's going to come out from it. I don't think it's just that they're trying to get her on the relationship. I think she, there's going to be, there's going to, stuff's going to come out and she's going to be held. Oh, I think it's the relationship because he had to like not stand again and he's tried to escape um being blamed for anything so he's a bit weasley yeah um Pardon? he's weasley like how he yeah. left politics and he's um trying to escape any blame because then the purview of icac can't chase him because he's no longer an mp um yeah i think I mean, she's you wait i reckon in within the next few days something's going to come up and gladys is going to get in trouble and it's not just going to be the relationship there's definitely going to be dirt there for sure uh, i don't think so I don't really think so. yeah and i'm I, honestly, I know I, you like Gladys, but I'm like, like I don't think she's very good. At oh, all, so. I, I don't. Uh, well, she's very popular. Like her, yeah. the, the polls say that she's very popular. This isn't good for her reputation though either. But, like people aren't very forgiving, especially for women. That unfortunately, like it's often out of proportion. But women don't like when they have affairs like this. Like, do you remember when Julia had the affair with that guy, Julia Gillard? Had it with what's his face? It was just in, like in Matheson. Mm, Thought that was the same thing. Like I, I don't think it's right for anyone to judge who they're in a relationship with. Like it's not unless you're benefiting them, though, right? And that you're making deals that benefit them, and they and they have corruption. Yeah. Deals. Okay. Okay. But all right. So, Gay Brodman is a Canberra-based MP, and she is with Chris Ullman, um, like, and long time has been with him. So he's a reporter on abc and was abc i think he's now nine or something um so he would get access to interviews and stuff she was a high-ranking labor mp now her position was always limited she would never get any higher than junior cabinet minister because um she's in a relationship with a journalist and he was getting all of this extra access because he's in a relationship with her it's not right. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And then now what's happening in Queensland is that um, they've been, the opposition have been doing all these fundraisers, but calling them not fundraisers. And then people are donating thousands, thousands of dollars. And oh, like, yeah. they yeah. just donated. Like, I don't yeah. understand. Like exactly. every time they donate a thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think legal, they should be. I yeah. love how the, um, there's legal limits, say, you know, $5,000 for a corporation. So it's, oh, but it's okay because that corporation just donated $4,900 20 times. That's okay. No, <laughs> that's, exactly. That's such cool. And that's a very um, LNP thing to do. 
Right, Labor yeah. Party, yeah, they, they push money through unions. So a corporation can give money to a union legally, it's fine. And then the union can then give money to the Labor Party untracked. So all of this this money. The Liberal Party does things a bit differently. So it does the, um, yeah, up to the limits, but then multiple times. Both political parties are, um, are really, really um, obviously in error for this. And yeah. I think this is where Get Up originally actually got a lot of following before it then actually then gave lots of money to the Labor Party. Um, they were doing um, election funding trackers. And I know the Greens have taken over a lot of that stuff, like actually yeah. funding, uh, like trying to find out where money's coming from and trying to track that along. But it's very difficult when, when you try and um, chase Ponzi schemes or, um, you know, uh, tax dodging ways and, and tracing money going through, you know, developing nations or corporations and that sort yeah. of stuff. No, very, definitely. Very and I, I, think, I think the Greens have tried to put forth a bill last year to get more anti-corruption, like a, a proper yep. review down and, and they, they wouldn't even let the MPs vote on it. So they've been very strict at like keeping it low. At, and not but, even all states do ICAC, right? No, I think no, only no, a few no. states. So it's, yeah. it's a state-based thing. Um, yeah. So it was done in New South Wales and when they did put it in, the Premier at the time actually fell on his sword and um, like was was in an ICAC hearing and then had to resign. Oh, really? Uh, the guy that brought it in? How ironic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know, it was for the benefit of everyone. So, and, and then the Labor Party sought to claw back some of the funding. Liberal came in and actually increased the funding. And then again, Barry O'Farrell was, you know, with the bottles of wine and then fell on his sword, even though he increased funding to um, ICAC. And Gladys has, has upheld, upheld that funding so that's fine um what the greens are trying to push for is a federal icac um yeah. and i agree I think it would be a good idea yeah. yeah and then um what else was i going to say about that oh also that they're trying to put through also about in um to do with water like declaring your interest with water as well i think yeah. um helen something the shooters and fishers um mp tried to put that through and they and Gladys knocked it back saying the politicians should be trusted to declare it's just bullshit like I, no one trusts politicians anyway and they should be yeah. um they should be held responsible um anyway we're not here to talk about Australian politics no no um I will say though with all of that like um the reporting in Australia is actually quite good even like you know um federally it's actually higher than what it is that we're going to be talking about. Which is oh yeah. Oh, America's would just a never have, Yeah. Well, you would never have a politician elected in Australia that hasn't done their tax returns for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, yet we have Trump. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, um, what yeah. was I going to say just before then? Um, I don't understand the optional thing yeah. of doing your taxes in, in America. I don't understand I anything about America. <laughs> Well, I understand, like, so it's optional for you to declare your taxes. That's yeah. fine. Um, you know, as a politician, they make decisions, and Trump's decision is not to make any of his tax returns public. But they can make decisions not to do their tax, and mm. there's certain guidelines for that, where in Australia, it's a pretty hard deadline. Like, October, you have to do your tax, and then you get sent a reminder, and then you yep. get a mark on your name if you haven't done your tax. Um, yeah, it's uh, strange. I don't know. I find the whole taxing thing strange. It's like, 
people change what they feel about taxes, the richer they get. And then they seem to pay less and less anyway. <laughs> like it's just Proportion, weird. Yeah, proportionate. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it should be dollar wise more, but yes, proportionate. Yeah, but did you see the cuts that have just come through the tax cuts? And I looked yeah. at the brackets and it's like we get maybe a thousand if you're earning like the mid range, but people that are large range are getting like six thousand cut. That's right, it's just, because they're it's proportionately just paying more tax. So it's a proportionate um it's proportionately less than them. So it makes little difference to someone who is on low income earner, but it can make quite a big difference for someone who is on $20 million who gets a saving of $50,000. Yeah. Because you can um, do more with 50K than you can with $300. Um, I, I don't know. I think that the rich need to be taxed at a higher bracket and corporations need to be taxed more. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not a popular thing to do, is it? People don't like taxes. No, no, they don't. Um, I don't believe in double taxing, um, which uh, a lot of the the left policies are because they see it. I had the you know the rich should get this, and then the corporations should get this. This is. Um, I think that there should be subsidies for businesses that pay tax for their employees, and that's a way for actually the whole end game of getting money into the economy is to try and get it into low income earners pockets and then they can spend more money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, if, uh, as a business owner, I can employ more people, but pay less tax. If I get that incentive of employing more people, that would be a good thing because then more people are getting paid, more people mm -hmm. put money into the economy and it stimulates growth. That makes sense. Most economic, like economists actually recommend, um, whereas uh, neoliberalism or the, the, the Liberal Party in, in general in Australia just wants to give tax benefits for larger corporations. So the people that I pay rent to rather than small businesses like yeah. me, they don't want to give the, the, the actual. I, I also, though, you would, what I reckon would happen if some businesses that they just wouldn't employ people on and just keep hoarding the money. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that, that can happen, but. You know, is it better then to give Clive Palmer a tax relief no. or, or Lendlease a tax relief? Or Definitely not. Um, um, yeah, I think that, yeah, there would be some people that hoard that money, but I think mm -hmm. that there would be a net benefit rather than a net loss. And I don't think that there's any benefit at all. The trickle-down economy, economics just doesn't work. Um, oh, yeah, clearly it's not working, right? Yeah. Um, so did you watch the last episode? I watched it last night. I haven't watched yesterday's episode, okay. no. so, but I'm pretty up to date with uh, American politics. So to introduce today's subject, we're going to be returning again to election 2020, battle of the Trump second, return of the Trump. Trumpinator. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to just go give an overview of where politics is up to at the moment. Um, this episode will be released today. So it's the 13th of October, 2020 um, in Australia. Um, and uh, we've been watching um, The Circus. So it's a, it's a um, show which is on Stan. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a, what is it? Is it Bloomberg or it's TMC? In, uh, uh, I'm not sure. Might be TMC. Anyway, um, it's called the Circus, and it follows the greatest race ever, which is the presidential races. And I watched it uh, four years ago um, with the um, Bernie election number one, where he was robbed, and Hillary got it. And then it follows basically candidates. It's um, there's a number of different advisors to. Um, uh, political parties and campaigns mm -hmm. um, that have 
um, weekly get-togethers now via phone. It used to be in person. Uh, and then they're all over the country and they're following different aspects of the yeah. campaign. Uh, and it's up to its fifth season. So we've watched season five, um, episode one to, ooh, I think about 18 or something. Yeah. Um, and I said for Tara to binge it and it will be good. And I think you were hesitant at first. Yeah, because I had because like, the earlier that week I'd actually watched the first episode of the first season, not realizing that it was like up to date. And I was kind of like, it felt like so long ago. I was like, oh, I don't really understand. And I gave up. And then you mentioned it, and I was like, eh, I don't really want to watch it. I'm not interested. And then you like watched the later season, and thinking I had to watch them, and I really liked it. Two days just, later, you're like, days. yep, up to date. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't take me long. Yeah, because um, it was like stuff that I'd remembered because it was only, I think it starts in like March. And so I could, or maybe February or even earlier, but no, I was no, like, kind of like, it starts late last year. And then, yeah. yeah. And then you can send me a message about February. February one's hilarious. So <laughs> with the, um, the stuff up of the polls, um, uh, no, oh, sorry, yeah. the stuff up of the Democrats. And well, there's that comment by one of them, like, Oh yeah, this can't get any worse. than this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Tara sends me a message. and goes, ah, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was funny watching it in like in the hinds, uh hindsight you know and then yeah. watching it as yeah. it gets worse and worse with covid you start to see them wear masks they're kind of a little bit nervous then it's like everyone's wearing masks and they're socially distancing it just gets worse and worse and then the episodes stop for like a month and a half because then yeah. there's no filming at all because everyone's in lockdown everyone's oh, i didn't even realize that i felt like yeah. there was a big jump yeah. like it we skips, missed a bit it probably makes sense all of april i think um I think there was yeah. one episode during April, but it skips for a while and then yeah. sort of um, Yeah, so the, the show focuses around three main people. And I believe there was another person in the first season who got um, taken off the team because of sexual harassment allegations. I don't know that person's name, but there really? was another host in the beginning, yeah, in like right. season one. I think his name's, uh, I can't remember. Anyway, but the three that I watched, we watched John Hellerman, who's the bald guy in there, um, Mark D. McCannon or MCAT. And then um, Alex Wagner. So they're the three hosts. The main, yeah. So Alex um, was involved with the Democrats um, uh, and a lot of the independent campaigns, I think. Mm -hmm. um, oh, sorry. Uh, and there's another lady I've forgotten. I didn't get her name, the blonde lady. Yeah, and she was the um, key advisor to um, Hillary's campaign. Um, and then we've got the dude in the cowboy hat. He's actually good friends with the Bushes. Um, yep. And, That's um, MCAT. MCAT. He's actually, I think he's my favourite out of the lot. Yeah, uh, I like him too. Politics, but he's like, he's quite open to everyone and just interested in them being involved. And he likes the race, um, whereas the others like sort of bring politics a little bit into it, which I think is welcomed. Like as a politics show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, MCAT's the access that he gets is phenomenal. Um, yeah, and he's yeah. he's such a character. He wears a big cowboy hat, and he has yeah. like he had like an accident. What did he say he was doing? Something really random. He's, he's skateboard. <laughs> skateboarding, or yeah. something even more wild than that. And I was like, he's snowboarding or some like crazy accident. And then he's limping around with like a little cane and yeah, um, very. And he wears like, a mask. His mask is a tailored, um, big um, handkerchief mask around yeah. his face. Very. Um, southern um and yeah it's pretty, it pretty warm and yeah it's a really good show if you're not that interested in american politics like i've always like been kind of interested but don't really understand it. and so it goes through it like kind of slowly and i get to, got to understand it a bit more so i definitely recommend it um 
the people that haven't seen it already. Yeah. Jodie actually likes it as well. And oh, she, yeah. She's not really into politics as much as... I mean, she'll watch elections with me and just likes the aspect of, you know, who's winning and who's losing, um, you know, that contest, but doesn't actually quite understand the um, dispersal of votes and those things. So I'll watch, yeah. um, you know, European elections as election results are announced. So like we do mm-hmm. in Australia... We watch um, Anthony Green. Um, so there are other people around the world that do the same thing. And I'll watch, you know, American and European stuff. And I find it quite um, fun to watch that stuff. Brexit was amazing. That was an amazing day. Um, when I watch that. I'm watching the cat. Yeah, the cat. See, it's not meant to be on that shelf. It's not going to get stuck. And then it's going to meow. One of the cats actually came out of here stressed last week. And we think it was like it got, so it was Pitta. The, the non-smart one. Um, they're both super stupid. Yeah, they're pretty dumb. Um, and, yeah, so Peter, I think, got stuck on one of the shelves and instead of jumping down, or, you know, it's a cat. It can jump from bloody anything and not get hurt. Um, we think it just stayed up there. I was like, oh, yeah, this is my lot in life. I'm on a shelf now. I'm a shelf cat. Oh, well. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... Anyway, so yeah, Jody likes it as well, which is um, yeah, a testament to uh, um, you know how how uh, it, it's an exciting show to watch. Like, yeah, it is, and it's only like they're only like twenty eight minute episodes too, so like it's yeah. like really easy to watch. Um, so yeah, the series sort of starts leading up towards the democratic. Primaries. Primaries. And yeah. sort of looks at a few different candidates. So I didn't even know that Bloomsburg was in the race. And he came in like left of field. Like, who the fuck yeah. is Bloomsburg? Yeah, Bloomberg. So Bloomberg. Um, yeah, so he was a mayor um at some point and very rich. Very, very rich. Um yeah. and they tear him apart because they see him just as Trump. Like yeah. Yeah, they rip him to shreds. But he um, um, as I was watching it back in the day, I was listening as well to um, Anderson Cooper 360, which is a, um, a podcast of a show which is on CNN. Um, so it's a daily show that um, Cooper interviews people. And um, Cooper's quite a cool guy. He, he rips into people as well, which is quite good to see. Uh, like he doesn't put up with lies, just being mm. um, portrayed to him. So he's seen as a very hard journalist. Um, through interviews very strongly um, and and in the middle of the field as well, sort of like a Ray Martin style character, like from back in the day. You which... seemed quite left when I was, I just listened to like the five minutes of the first episode. I couldn't really get into it because I felt like I was meant to be watching it on TV. But um... He's very anti-Trump. Like yeah, he, he I felt that. Not like so he's, he's not in favour of the Democrats because he slams the Democrats often as well. Um, it feels like everyone can relate to being hating Trump <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, like because just the the bullshit, and he's got these this regular thing of you know keeping them honest, and he'll like get snippet of what you know the campaign has said or what um, yeah. you know chief of staff has said and said well actually you know, and then displays the truth and you know just tries to actually get down to the actual issue and then display well this is why we know that they're lying on this basis. So it's not an opinion; it's you know on the basis of fact. Um, mm. But yeah, Cooper, um, his episodes actually have ads on them um, because, you know, podcasts need to be paid for and have hosting and all of those sort of things. It doesn't because we've only got like 12 listeners. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So we've got, we've got lots of listeners. Actually, we've got a few 
100 on some of the episodes. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he, Bloomberg had like ads on every episode, like two or three of them. It would, it would cost so much money. And it was just everywhere, all over TV and everything saying, you know, I'm Bloomberg. We have to bring people together. This is how we're going to do it. Oh, shit. Um, and it- it's funny though because he he came in quite late. So I remember the the first debate he wasn't there, and I no, he and didn't then give suddenly a shit about Iowa, he did yeah. not care about the building. <laughs> and that's true. Statistically, you don't need Iowa because you need to chase the amount of delegates. But he thought that he could get momentum on Super Tuesday, mm. which is when all of these states all vote at the same time. Turns out no one really liked Bloomberg. <laughs> so he wasted all of this money and then stuck in the race for a little bit longer until yeah. it was clear that, um, and then he got kind of like teary when he was doing his little like leaving speech. It was just like, yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, whatever. But he's, he could have been, um, Biden, but his debate mm. style was awful. Right. He just couldn't yeah. stand up. His public speaking was bad. And that really makes a difference. I think like whether you can be a candidate, a viable he, candidate. One-on-one, and he's good doing a town hall speech, um, you know, bringing people yeah. together along and, you know, quite a charismatic speaker that way. But in a field of a lot of people where you've got Bernie, who's very um, based on the facts and, and right there, and then you had Cardamar Harris that was willing to just rip people apart. Um, mm, and also, um, what's her face? She was the one that did the, like, deafening blow. Um, what was the other lady's name? Not that, not Amy. What's her face? It was another lady. Klobuchar. Um, what was the tallish, kind of skinny lady that was quite popular? Oh my God, I can't believe I've forgotten her name. Yeah, I'll bring up the list. So I'm means, sorry. Yeah. There's been like 17 episodes, <laughs> and this was like episode two. So, um, she was like really pro-feminist, oh. older, older lady. You're talking about Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren. Oh. She delivered the death blow to him because he. Is she? Oh, I don't know. She's kind of lanky looking to me, but. Oh. I've never met her in person. Actually, she's probably tall next to Bloomberg. Bloomberg's tiny. But she, she, they'd asked her him a question. She, did, she had information about sexual harassment cases oh, against yeah. Bloomberg, yeah. and, and it was during the debate, and he, yeah. she was just like you know, asking me about it. And he said something really slimy, like, oh, I always have the interest of my workers. And it just did not fly well. You could tell everyone in the audience was just like vomiting. All the women were like, <laughs> like it just, yeah. but it yeah, was like. The whole thing was on the basis of can the Democrats have someone that is just as bad as Trump who said the grotesque things in the, the, yeah. the Trump mm-hmm. bus thing that he was, you know, about grabbing women and such. Um, and that's fair enough. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that was sort of, he then kind of, yeah, came and left um, despite all the money he threw in it because Ben, are there no limits to how much donations and things they can spend on the campaign campaign? Uh, it has to just be um, declared. So yes. It could be billions of dollars from donations. Yeah. Well, same as Australia, but there's, but there's limits, right? In New South Wales politics, there are. Yes. Um, oh. Yeah. So um it depends and depends on which state you're in and depends federally and depends on how much it is. So it is, sorry to take the Labor Party example, um, the Labor Party can take as much donations from whatever um, union they like. Right. And then the unions can spend money on elections too, which they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. To make things look even. 
because then it seems uh, like at a different level in America, though, like the amount of like donations and stuff. Oh, well, this is, you know, on a very personal level. So you have um, during the primaries of selecting the candidate, even you have all this money being um, fundraised by all of the candidates. So they're displaying how much money they can gain um, and that will give them the big mo, which is the big momentum. Um, yeah. So once they've got a lot of money and they're spending money on ads and everything, and then people are voting for them, and then you have the um, the selection process. So local people in states will vote. There will be certain um, percentages you have to match, uh, and then um, you'll have delegates which are pledged, and the pledged delegates um, will be over the certain count. So um, Biden, um, as of today, um, has 2,687 delegates, whereas Sanders has 1,073. Warren still has 63 delegates, even though... <laughs> Haven't they left the race? Yeah, yeah, she has left the race, but that's how many she achieved and then pledges those delegates to someone else. So, oh, but isn't Sanders out of the race as well? Yeah, yeah, well, that, that, that's how many he ended on. So oh, I see. And then he's obviously of, giving them to Biden, right? Well, at the convention, he doesn't have enough to garnish the support. So he endorses Biden. So then those delegates will then dropping out of the race. They have no availability uh, to vote for him. So they either vote for, for Biden, but it doesn't actually matter because Biden has enough. Oh, so he Biden's has, already won. Yes. So, so that doesn't really matter. Yeah. So once you achieve the 50% plus one, you achieve the delegate count. Yeah. And that matches the election process as well. Now, the reason why you're getting delegates in these certain percentages based upon states is stopping larger states such as New York or California um, having rule over the entire country based upon their populations. So yep. there are certain percentage guidelines that you actually match. And that's a similar thing to Australia. And that's why in Tasmania, you've got so many politicians compared to what the population basis is. Yep. Um, there's one I, I, one time um, I heard what the um, process was for voting for upper house people for the Liberal Party in Tasmania. You needed 13 people. Really? Yeah, 13 people to get votes for um, your Senate position. So it's almost like you move your family down there and then you can take over the party if you got accepted into the branches. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. so the other th interesting thing, though, about the democratic and then electing Biden is Biden really looked like at, like weeks before he looked like he was going to drop out and he was actually looking like the worst choice, like really yeah. low popularity. But then he just went, you know, right, rose up from the ashes like a Phoenix. Yeah. Well, I think that they were hoping that Buttigieg or someone like that could actually take, take it because he was more moderate than Warren. Um, and then the hope was that Warren would actually get enough of the vote from Sanders. So then you would have, a Buttigieg Warren, you know, battle. Yeah. And then probably it would fall to Buttigieg being the lead candidate and Warren being the deputy. But the issue probably was that Buttigieg wasn't getting as much um, traction with the African American community, right? That's true. Yeah. Um, and, and also, and, like, yeah. he's um, he's not even 40. So he's 30, he was 37 at the time. He's now 38. Um, and he also looks like he's 12. So, so you think they Americans really like really ancient presidents? No, I think <laughs> when you've got someone that's going against Trump who has all of this experience, whether it's good experience or not, 
it's it's not like it's, but he's got all of these years of experience there's yeah. a big divide between the two definitely um, and, and i think the democratic people they just at some point were like we don't want like let's like not try and vote someone that's going to be super great and liberal let's just try and vote someone that can beat trump and that's all they care about at this stage it seems yes you think? um yeah well they're wanting to go for the safest option um, yeah and they don't want to risk it um which yeah i i can get and you can see why biden is that choice i mean he's pretty much like trump light but yeah. i'll make it a lot lighter but yeah yeah um now with the age thing i will just say that if you look in the past in Australian politics, where you had this battle between um, John Howard and um, uh, Mark Latham. So Simon Crean was the previous um, leader. It didn't really fly well with the, poli- uh, with the community. So they choose Latham, a guy that says what he thinks, um, quite charismatic, but very young. Um, and then there's a handshake moment between him and John Howard and Latham really gets up in his face and Latham becomes really aggressive. Um, the, poli- the, the public didn't like that because you're picking on an old dude. That's not mm. cool. So that's what the, the Dems, I think, are trying to avoid with having someone with too much of an age difference between um, Trump because yep. then it would seen as, oh, you know, this is just a young leftist dude that, see, this is exactly what's wrong with the left. Um, they're not listening and they're not listening to you, the voters at home. So you galvanise support with the older population who are more likely mm. to vote. Um, Definitely. They also need someone that could really take um, tra- Trump's, like, really intense attacks and stuff, like, and his party on, on you because they're very personal. And you can see in the, the debate between Biden and Trump, and we're skipping a bit ahead, though, that, you know, he goes off, he mentions his like son that was that has died and, and really like goes for the jugular with his family yeah. with biden's family so like you can tell that i mean obviously trump plays very dirty so if you had someone um like better gig instead he might just not have been able to take it as well as biden yeah. and biden has the experience of being with the bomb as vice president so that he has that kind of institutional yeah experience. yeah he also knows who's who in the zoo like he's been around for a long time yeah um, so you can talk about politics and, and that can be seen as a positive and a negative. Um, but there was an interesting person. I, I forget who I heard say it, so I'm going to take claim for it, but, um, they said that it, it could have actually been in the circus that Biden is the type of person that was wrong with race and was wrong with, um, sexuality and wrong on a number of occasions mm, it was from the circus i remember the episode but he's been he's gone through this journey so he's the leader for america that this he's saying look i was like that i i understand where you're coming from and we can get through this together we can go through this journey and yeah. i think that that actually makes sense that's why i think the establishment is behind him now the establishment was never going to go behind Bernie. They hate him. Um, they think that he evidently, to, yeah, <laughs> evidently they, they think that he wants to change the party fundamentally, and he does. Um, yeah. So they protected their interests and voted for someone who is part of the establishment. Mm-hmm. Whether that's going to be good or not, um, I'm not sure. But they fucked it up last time, and we got Trump. Um, you know, last time. So it's a big call. I think this is a safer bet than Hillary, though, because I, I also think people don't really like women presidents. Like, I, I don't think it has to do with women um, because Warren was so. a lot of support um, and 
if you look at Kamala Harris, the amount of respect that she's got is actually quite high. AOC has a lot of respect as well, but amongst the left. Hmm. But I think they're trying to get those people maybe in the middle though, that like maybe would have vote Dems, but they didn't really like a woman, you know, because they're trying to obviously get some more like Harris, kind of... Harris is liked, but the, um, um, Hillary's campaign claim is, yeah, people just don't like women, but they are coming behind Kamala Harris, which is interesting. Hmm. So I think it's more that they just don't like Hillary Clinton. She yeah. made so many compromises and stood for really nothing in the end of things. Um, and that's not respected. Yeah. It's, it's just not. And she, she, because of the positions that she's been in previously um, and her experience in the field, she was the most experienced candidate that was on that stage at that time. Um, she was not well liked because of that, because she mm. seems slimy. She seems like part of the She's also been debating since she was like five years old as well. She's a very, very good public speaker. Absolutely. Yeah. People also maybe found that like part of why they didn't like her. Uh, Part of, yes. But I think it's it's deeper than that. And I think it has to go with, and I don't know if I said this last time we spoke about the election, but I understand why someone would vote Trump if they lived in Michigan today. I get Mm. it. I get it. Because, you know, you're a blue collar worker. You've voted Democrat your whole life. Um, your governor uh, and all of your representatives are safe Democrats, right? So it's been Democrat for a long time. You're out of work. Um, Health care costs are rising um, and school costs are rising. Then you've got someone who's going, yeah, let's do this. Let's vote for me because this is going to be good. Now, I voted for Obama because... He said change, but nothing actually changed in regard to my job and my perspective and my life. Mm. Then you have... They felt like they feel left behind, like they're not getting included. This is Howard's Forgotten Australians. This is how he got support from Labor Party voters. Um, So then you've got... Now, Howard was the gentle approach. You know, I'm the... I'm not very charismatic. Yeah, I'm the little guy that listens to you and let's go to this together. You won't be forgotten. Yeah, well, it makes sense, Ben, because they're not being represented. They don't feel like they're the left. They're not, they're not a minority. They're not, no. like, women. They're not low-income owners that maybe would initially would get the doll. But neither are they the super rich getting tax cuts, you know, yeah. being in the club. And so they're well, they are women. You know, so statistically, oh, they are women, statistically yeah. they are, there's more women in that mm. sector of votes than there are. Mm. Um, now, what happens then is a voter who's sitting there going, okay, I've got my kids that, need to go to school. I've got to pay for all this stuff. I can't do it. Um, I could vote for Hillary. I could vote for someone who is being represented with the establishment all the time. Or alternatively, there is this fat orange haired weird dude in the corner that was running this TV show, yelling at everyone saying, I'm going to drain the swamp. He's mad, but he's saying that he's going to change things for me. And that's what I'll take a punt on. And, and also they just like the, the sh- assurance that Trump gives, you know, like Trump was just, just provides, he's like, I'll get it done. Like he lives in this yeah. new reality that where the, everything the is already finished and it's already done and it's the best country already. And so they, they wanted optimism, you know, like they needed an optimistic thing rather than the Democrats going, we need more taxes. You know what I mean? Like or we need better social care and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, we have to change this, this part of legislation. Yeah. Whereas Trump goes out and goes, no, Lock them up. 
that's yeah. his thing. Yeah, lock him up. We'll build a wall. We'll blame <laughs> this person. Yeah, we'll do this. Like it's all yeah. these these throwaway statements. Yeah, whereas, it's like I'm um, I'm fine with COVID. COVID is fine. Yeah. I beat COVID. <laughs> whereas Hillary being quite bookish um, was you know arguing in the periphery of of what she was going to be doing, and her advisors were incredibly arrogant, measuring up like the office space for furniture, basically, you know, thinking that everything is a foregone conclusion and she's yeah. going to be elected. Like I was, so at the time I was working for a charity and there was a lot of people that were involved in the, you know, the broad left. Um, so I, I supported, um, um, yeah, so I, I didn't support Hillary. Um, not that my, my support mattered, you know, from afar, but I was involved with some online campaigning. Um, I was definitely, you know, supportive of Bernie. You weren't, you weren't um, um, Russian spies trying to... No, <laughs> on, no. With Julian spies. Assange trying to give no. out information. <laughs> but um, I, was, I was friends with people that were um, for Hillary and they were so arrogant, so, so arrogant about, um, yeah, this is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, he's mm. done. Um, we're going to, we've got it. Um, and she's going to get it. I'm doing it for her. Let's do it for her. What the, the, it doesn't actually make sense. Like, do it for her was their statement. That was their campaign signs that they had at rallies. Oh, really? So it was all like a Hillary personality. Yeah. They made it into a personality cult and yeah. Trump's the uh, the winner of the personality cult. Absolutely, yeah, because there's nothing there with Hillary. There's yeah. nothing. So yeah. I, I get it. I get it. She did not speak to voters. Now, if you look at Biden's Twitter feed now, it's very different. He's very, he's not taking anything for granted. Um, yeah. it's and because all... he, he also says in one of his like kind of catch phrases is that he wasn't going to um, go into, he just had no dreams of being president, but now that but he thought for Trump, he had to do it. This was the only yeah. reason he became, um, you know, wants to be president. So I think that's a really like, it's really humble. It's really like, it's like a calling. Uh, it's like yeah. noble where it seems like a really different tactic to what Hillary had employed. Yeah. yeah. She was dreaming for the moment of measuring yeah. the office space when she was five years old. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, and people yeah. felt yucky about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And probably rightfully so like, you know, but whether I'd choose Trump over Hillary, never. <laughs> like, well, yeah, yeah. It depends if you want an autocrat or if you want a, um, a dictator. <laughs> yeah. Those are the two choices. Like an autocrat is not a good idea, but when you're faced with the alternative of having someone who is, um, you know, on the edge of um, insanity, ideology <laughs> at worst and at yeah. best insanity. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's not great. And also the um, COVID-19 for Trump, because it was quite interesting. I didn't even realize that before COVID in America, Trump was doing really well on the polls. The economy um, was doing, apparently, you know, he's doing quite well in the polls. The economy was quite good. Job employment was quite good. He was actually yeah. in a pretty strong position. And then COVID happened and they obviously didn't handle, they handled it awfully. And hmm. Trump's popularity has just gone skyrocket. And instead of like wrestling and the latest episode, Ben, which you haven't seen yet, they, um, in the circus, they sort of interview um, somebody who who looks at past like mm, disasters that have happened, and I can't remember what disaster they look at in American politics. Like you know, a few you know, few politicians ago, and I can't remember exactly the details. But they were saying that that the approval rating during this sort of um, crisis went 
up, up and up for the politician, but, and, you know, he made it successful. So instead of like a natural disaster, they got together, they, you know, had shots of them all working together, but with Trump, he didn't do that. He missed that opportunity to kind of try and look like they're working together with COVID and working with countries. He didn't do that. He could have mm-hmm. been, could have what, like this could have helped his campaign but instead it's been so awful for it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So I think that was an interesting point. Um, the other thing that surprised me too is just Biden's um, support in the black community in America. I didn't know that he had so much support because when they go to, it's a, which state do they go to? Um, well, it goes uh, to Tuesday, so it goes to the southern states and he gets all yeah. the support. Yeah, the um, um, but a big support in that community, which I didn't realise. And he apparently goes there every year to the, some of these states and really like is it's not just like a tokenistic yeah you know it's not i thought it was just because he worked for obama it's like no no he actually spends time there and he's in, well, invested because he voted he was with obama like he he was chosen yeah. because he was an old establishment white dude by obama because yep. uh, it was a risk to have obama as um a candidate because he's he's named obama um uh, you know barack is his first name like that's that's not seen as as white middle America um, and they were afraid of, of losing. So to, to stop that, they chose someone, the vice president who is the polar opposite of Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And that's Joe Biden. You know, the, the, the American Joe, the guy that's been around in, um, you know, Sleepy Washington. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> As Sleepy. Trump calls him. So he's been around in, for generations in America and, um, you know, in American politics and everyone knows him and, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's seen as a gentle approach. So in doing so, um, they, they get rid of some of the risk. Now, Joe, um, uh, much to his credit, tries to understand the other and tries to, to go across to the other side. And also in um, black America, they, they still see Obama as their president, you know, and that, that galvanizing moment and that change. And yes, he was welcomed. They love Michelle, um, his wife, you know, the family yeah. is actually really well respected and liked across the, the, the field. Um, and Hillary just did not have that support. Yeah. But so, I mean, but even though like, like, I just don't you think that that, that was kind of surprising because Bernie doesn't get that level of support in the, like, those communities. No, and Bernie, Bernie's policies are actually better, but Joe, okay. they know. Yeah, now, yeah. if you had a field between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie, um, Bernie was getting more support than, yeah. than Warren. The worst thing that could happen for Bernie's campaign is if Joe Biden would run because he would galvanize all of that support, which he did. He yeah. still had that support from the Obamas. Um, it wasn't the support across the Midlands and also the, the Rust Belt, but how the, the democratic field works and the, the um, steps of the primaries mm-hmm. is once you get the momentum in the early states, then there is a potential of garnishing that support. Yeah, because so, people are thinking, oh, if they're, you know, and then when people start um, resigning, they get more support from those people and yeah. it makes it look like that's the candidate. So exactly. why would we vote so, for anyone else? the southern states start voting for Biden and that leaves some of the middle states going, oh, uh, if he's getting that support there, 
maybe Bernie won't get that support in larger states like you know, mm. New York, et cetera. So we better support Biden. So that increases Biden's votes. And then that's what creates the snowball of the big momentum. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, I was going to say, though, that what's interesting with Trump, too, is that um, like the way he's tried to look untouchable, right? That's his whole kind of premise is that he's this big untouchable person. Nothing affects him, the Ubermensch. And then he has COVID. Like there couldn't be a worse way to crumple down. (laughs) You read his tweet though? It has got a warning on it from Twitter actually that, you know, he is um, possibly immune. Um, So I'll read it for the benefit of, I don't know, the comedy of the... Yeah, read it out. God. <laughs> oh geez, he's been busy. Uh, I haven't looked at it today, but we're. Oh, he's been today. tweeting a lot. Um, oh, because okay. Ben, you didn't watch the episode. The you know the um, Lincoln Project. Yeah. It's a bunch of Republicans, ex oh, Republicans against Trump. They yeah. um, have been sort of posing an attack at him. I think he's been commenting back. Could be that thought there was a bit of traction around the Lincoln project. Crazy. Um, he might have deleted his tweet because it's not up. Maybe Twitter deleted it. I thought stock market up big. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> that, that was one of them. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just scrolling back and trying to find this thing. Um, and he's retweeted so much as well. So this is probably what he's done. He's trying to do this so that people won't point back to these old tweets. They tweet, oh God, that's just nine hours ago. We're going back even further. Yeah, he's retweeted a lot of older tweets and he's retweeting photos of businesses being destroyed saying that's the blame of... Uh, of um, Oh yeah, he's also tech. seen that he's not. he doesn't want to go into the um, online debate with Biden. He's like, yeah, yeah he refuses to do that. And he's he's just like... Staff this morning... Um, was trying to speak to reporters, takes a step back and then takes off the mask. And the reporter goes, whoa. And he goes, well, I can't speak without a mask. So I'm not even going to talk to you. Puts the mask back on and walks past. Yeah. Like you've come in direct contact with someone who is uh, probably. Yeah. And Trump goes straight back to the White House and then all the workers that there are in uh, at risk. risk. It's just yeah. horrible. I just, it's just so this is what, what Trump does though. He doesn't play by the rules. You know, people yeah. expect a certain level of respect or dignity or from a president and Trump just blindsides them because he doesn't play ball, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So the tweet reads, and this was on the 12th of October at 2.39 a.m. outside, a total and complete sign-off from White House doctors yesterday. That means I can't get it, brackets, immune <laughs> and can't give it. Very nice to know. And Twitter has marked that as a violation of the Twitter rules because it's misleading and potentially harmful information about COVID-19. However, Twitter has determined that it's in the public's interest for this tweet to remain accessible. That's Uh, so funny. Ridiculous. It's funny too when he has his staff, you know, kind of giving speeches about the doctors and stuff. So one, they're not giving any information, like when he was infected, who he's come into contact with, um, you know, when he got tested all this sort of stuff so but whenever they talk about him they're like he's the best patient you know the doctors are like he's such a good patient and you know he's he he had the best recovery like they even try and make his recovery on COVID look like he's better yeah. than everybody else. Someone on fox said <laughs> that um i would put him in the age gap of 30 to 40 because of his vigor 
Like for fuck's sake, like that's oh, not, so funny. You, you are if you're over the age of seventy, you are over the age of seventy. That's the age of your heart, your lungs, and every <laughs> other part of your body. I know. Did you um? Oh, what did he say? Did they read that he wanted to wear like a Superman suit or something underneath his shirt. You know how he did the? Do you read about that? No. Uh, so he does on that famous balcony. I forget the name. It's got like something yeah. balcony. Like he wanted. He. I don't know if you saw it, but he like walks up to the balcony. This is after he gets back from hospital with a helicopter, like choppers in, walks up to the balcony, sits at the balcony, he just stands there, like all like with his hands on the balcony, and he puts his little thumbs up. Apparently, when he did that moment, um, he wanted to. Because I think this was the same balcony. Is it Regan that got shot? Who got shot? And survived. Oh, Regan did get Reagan shot. Reagan got he, shot. He didn't get he, shot there. No, no, but he then did the same thing on the balcony. He came yeah. out on his little balcony after he'd been shot with his little hospital gown, and and similar was like trying to make that like we're still good. Don't yeah. worry, it's all assured. So Trump was doing his like take on that, and he um so he comes up, does his little thumbs up, but he said he wanted to wear a superhero shirt underneath and mm-hmm. to show to reveal it. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Comical. It's just absolutely comical. Um, people are saying that, like, I was talking to someone, they were saying, oh, Trump's definitely going to get reelected. I think there's no way in hell. Uh, I wouldn't count your chicken. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. He's not He's not doing well. Biden's beating him in the polls. National polls, yeah. Yeah. You still think there's a chance? National polls don't matter. Mm. You know, he's also said that um, people have asked him in debates whether he would like if he loses, because you know how it's also there's all this distrust around the male. Like he keeps saying that male votes, yeah. like he doesn't believe it. And then they've been dismantling all the sorting. Anyway, that's another palaver. Yeah. But um, yeah, he said basically that if he did lose, he wouldn't like, he wouldn't help do like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like an easy takeover. Yeah. yeah. So he um, refuses to do it. Yeah. He was asked, he's been asked a number of times, does he support a transition of power? And he said, yeah, if, uh, well, he does, he, and would he accept the election result? And his answer has been, I'll accept the election result as I win. There is very dodgy things going on in regard to the polls. Now, I think that there is a, a very serious risk here over the next four weeks of if the election is lost by the Trumps, um, or by the Trump, you know, um, government. Empire. Empire, yeah. Um, that the election result will not be accepted by his supporters. I totally agree. And by him himself. I don't think yeah. he'll accept it. Now, what happens? Like the military uh, would come under, you know, um, the direction of the president and then it goes to transfer power in January. If that transfer of power is not signed across and done, there are a number of steps which takes place. Where actually um, the Speaker of the House becomes um, the de facto president. Um but there is an election result. So I think that this is going to be dragged through every court um, and every result is going to be um, mm. questioned. And, and recounted, all the mail ballots and stuff will get recounted yeah, again and absolutely. again. And then, like, the, the, the country, it is still astounding that um, uh, w, uh, w Jr., so George Bush Jr., um, and uh, Al Gore, there was a miscounting of votes in Florida. And that is still felt by people, you know, a little bit older than me. That's mm-hmm. one state, one single yeah. state, and a small amount of votes that were miscounted, which really wouldn't have actually changed the election result anyway. Like there's been court hearings mm-hmm. and investigations and everything. However, there were people on the left still saying that 
this doesn't smell right because that result was wrong. And then Fox News came out and said, oh yeah, W's got the election. That's the way it is. Now the, the pollsters and the people that were studying that election actually made the right call. However, there was some discrepancies mm. in voting. Um, There's also new states voting purely by mail that have never done it before as well. That's just two. Um, yeah. And um, there's, yeah. So that's, that doesn't actually matter because those states are going to be Dem and Republican anyway. So that actually doesn't matter at all. So that's, yeah. that's the Trump lie basically, because there's these two states that are doing this and then there's lots of, you know, votes going out there, how bad this is. What I think the problem is, is if, because of his rhetoric, he's questioning every vote and you just said it there where, you know, oh yeah, there's all these states doing this thing. And that's what he's going to keep saying. Over oh, and totally. Over he's not going to take it lying down. And I think there's going to be civil war or right. There's going to be statewide riots. I mean, can you imagine yeah. the proud boys coming to the streets if he loses? That's right. Yeah. You have neo-fascists versus neoliberalists in the streets. Yeah. Um, you got and the Black Lives Matter protesters as that's well. That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. On top of that, there's Black Lives Matter. Um, <clears throat> and then you've just got Trump's regular supporters and the Dems' regular supporters um, that are there. And COVID-19 still escalating. On top of that, yes, you've got COVID-19. And then you've got the economic crisis as well of having closed borders and not as much manufacturing taking place in mm-hmm. the country. Manufacturing actually going down over the last four years rather than going up. And then the deals with China that are falling apart. Europe's just looking at this, shaking their heads. There's the climate change battle that's happening on top of all this and then pulling out of the Paris Accord. All of this is taking place. Um, and I just, I, just, I just feel really sad. I feel sad for America. Yeah. It's only going to get worse, isn't it? And, yeah, absolutely. And But all of this is happening. And then you have Trump's house and you have advisors going out there. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but in the media, basically every day for the past two months, there has been a little leak against Trump a little tiny leak and it keeps dripping and dripping and dripping against him in certain ways, you know, things mm. which are being released his tax returns. He doesn't need leaks. He just puts tweets out. He's leaking himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, But the, you know, advisors are actually speaking against him. You know, people are actually speaking up against him and mm. that's, that's his house is falling apart. So he's going into this panic zone. He's returned to the white house having actual COVID and um, there's been reporters that are saying that it's desolate there. You know, it's people are panicking. Mm. People don't know what the fuck's going on um, and who has COVID and who doesn't have COVID. It's seen as a hotspot. Um, it had a week ago, its total infection rates inside um, the White House was more than Australia and New Zealand combined for that day. That was their total number of people that they found. And they still don't have a national plan, do they? There's still no national plan. And then they have advice saying that, you know, keep separated. But what um, uh, was said in the Democratic debate... um, Oh, you mean the vice president? In the vice presidential debate, yeah. Where you have Pence saying, well, we trust in the American public to do the right thing themselves. That's very much the liberalistic or neoliberalistic idea of the Republican Party. Now, I think he is actually smarter than Trump. He's using Trump. To oh, yeah. He also seems like a normal, like more normal than Trump. Like, if he yeah. was up for election, I think Biden would be having a run for his money. But oh, I think... He would, Biden would be ruined against Pence. Absolutely ruined. Yeah. Um, I think that he would tear him apart. And um, 
and would be seen like the nice guy. And that's what he is seen as. Like, that's why yeah, they- He was really polite. Did you see how polite he was to Kamala? Yeah. Like, yeah, and that's oh, you know, you've done such a really good job, Kamala, like, you know, this yeah. sort of stuff. He just, hmm. he came across think- very professional. You know, you know, he's actually being sincere there. This is a crazy thing. Like, he's sincere about these things. Um, yeah. He's an incredibly sincere dude. Um, but he's, he's, he's tied his ma he's tied his flag to a mass of a crazy man. And that's why Trump chose him because he was seen as a safe boat. Um, yeah. you know, um, and that's, that's did it. you see, have you seen all the fly memes and stuff about the fly on his head for that? Debate? Oh yeah. 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 Vote fly. <laughs> it's funny that that's what people are talking about. I thought yeah. Kamala came across really good, like quite yeah. professional, but, yeah, I but think- other people watched it and said they thought that she didn't, she, that he, that Pence was way better. So I don't know. Oh, look, I think, um, uh, I, I think it was a close win to him other than her. Um, yeah. Very close because she missed, misworded um, some things. And so the, the grabs could actually be used against her. Um, but I think in the end, it was a very close contest and it showed that there are some great ideas from both vice presidents. It's a shame that we're not seeing a battle between them rather than, the two old white dudes that are, are battling. Yeah, the definitely. They would that'd be a much more interesting debate. And I, I'm glad Kamala was chosen as the um, vice president. I think she'll be really good for Biden. Yeah. I yeah. She was a good choice. And that it's good that he chose, a, they chose a woman. Like it was a smart choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, and also someone from the prosecution side. Oh, and that. you also have also that they've, the new, court pie justice whatever it is person as well right so that's that's another issue there is going to be probably next week um when the uh senate is recalled to try and vote for that now that's really close that's within one vote of going ahead so that would mean that then they have the the republicans have the majority yeah the dems are going to extend the amount of court judges anyway so when they get in you mean yeah yeah Yeah. and it doesn't matter. Yeah, like it, Still, it's, it's sad. Um, what's her face? Um, RBG passed away. Yeah. She was a great lady. Yeah. yeah sure. um, so I guess we'll just see what happens, but I, I feel really sorry for America at the moment. Like it just seems yeah. like they're being led by a, a dictator from like some, you know, third world country. This is what it feels like to me. Like just with the hand, handling of COVID, like it just seems like from another world. Mm, mm. I can't imagine any, any, past Republican president acting this poorly. And I was never a fan of Bush or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone thought that, that Bush was a demigod, a demi, demigod? Devil. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So people thought that, that like not senior, but junior in particular was seen as an idiot and, you know. Yeah. Um, a buffoon. And he's clearly not compared to. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So you think that there's a chance that Trump could get reelected? Do you really yeah. think that? I do. Yeah. You think that that he has enough support and he hasn't lost en- lost enough support from yep. COVID handling yep. of COVID? I think it's the numbers game on the states, which it is. That's where yeah. it is. It could be a landslide for Biden. And they've started voting now, right? In the polls now, so they were doing trickling. Oh, they've already voted. Like they've been voting for the last three, four weeks. Yeah, sending. Oh, but I mean, like actually in person. I thought that yeah, that just started yeah, all, recently. Yeah, yeah, some have opened. So again, it's different for every state. Um, yeah. so all of the states are all over the place. I saw a line yesterday. Was, oh, I can't remember which, country, which state it was, but those huge lines for the polling mm. booths. I, I hope that it makes people that didn't always vote, vote now. Like, you know, the well, people that 
Yeah, this shows why you should have compulsory voting in yeah. countries. Like the, the question of validity of votes and validity of being able to vote um, based Do upon... Do you think postage votes will increase the amount of people that might have not vote to vote now? Slightly. Slightly because yeah. there's more availability. But again, it's only two states which are doing the compulsory votes um, for... Sorry, the, the mail-out votes for every registered voter. It's only yep. two that have yep. done yep. that in addition to the others that were um, previous. And those states don't actually matter because their results have been yep. the same. But I think there's going to be more people voting by post, right, in all across the nation because of COVID. Yeah, well, but there's, that's happened every election for mm. the last 20 years. There's been an increase of early voting. It's happened in Australia and we didn't have COVID last year. Yeah. Like there's, there's been that increase. So... The argument of either the left and the right saying that this is going to be a galvanizing thing and all good or bad, it, yeah. It's, you don't think it's, it'll make a difference? No, no, no. The, 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 I think that the momentum's been there for early voting. What it does make a difference with, though, is the big zinger of the last election week. Because previously, I don't know if you remember, but you know, early 2000s and prior, um, campaigns would actually launch, officially launch their election campaign a week into pre poll. Because not many people had voted pre-poll hmm. by, by that point. So you'd have, um, you know, people going out onto stage. Even Rudd did it in his first election, um, you know, and said that this spending has to stop. And that was, you know, lauded by the Labor Party on it. It was an amazing statement, actually, to make on the last week of the campaign. Hmm. Um, and then you had... Um, yeah, Howard, Howard um, making all these announcements the day before um, and also on the weekend and you have all of the party faithful gathering together. Now, mm -hmm. if 30% of, of the electorate has voted already by that point, is there, a, is there a reason to actually hold that side of thing or should you hold that earlier? Mm. And sure you have your policies all out earlier. And that, that's a very British thing to do, you know, to have your printed manifesto, you know, this is my manifesto, this is what my party stands for, and if you vote for me, this is exactly what we're going to do. Very, very British thing to do. Not really done in other countries, which mm. is weird, I think. Um, you know, for my own personal campaign, when I was running, I tried to push early voting, pre-poll and postal voting and sent out to every person in all of the towns exactly what i promised to do you know like me this is the things that i do yeah that, yeah be I, that made sense to me like I, I i understand the british thing i don't understand the last minute zinger mm. except if you're you know you're trying to one up the other political party but yeah, I, they should do it sooner well i when i ran i ignored my opponent just absolutely ignored them i thought mm. they were useless um and they were useless, to be honest. Like the, the, the people I was running against were fucking shit. And mm -hmm. I think that that's why I got over 50% of the primary vote. So <laughs> um, I think that, yeah, the, the parties really have to be more true to themselves and actually try and argue things for the people rather than focusing on the opposite. And that's the problem of the left parties. This is the problems of the Democrats. Mm. The Do you Labor think that's party. what, I think Biden, you know, when he's doing his bunker Biden moments, like I think he was focusing more on like just kind of ignoring trump in that sense yeah yeah he was um but it was still a oh yeah we're not like him you know oh you not, think then they're not they're not having like a good identity of what they stand uh, for yeah it's yeah. just that we are not him and that's not good enough it's just not like you need to actually stand for something otherwise i think though that with trump 
it almost is enough is we're not Trump. <laughs> it's like a pretty big like calling well, card. And that's what Hillary said last time. Yeah. You think and it's not a good strategy. It didn't, it didn't work. No, it's not. It's, it's the same strategy as last time. Yeah. Now I don't think Biden's doing that to the extent that she is. Yeah. But you think there's a risk there? Yeah. I think Podesta and stuff like I, I can't stand. That. I don't know. I think the world, the nationwide hatred for Trump is a lot worse than it was when he, he got elected originally. I think people are a lot less, a lot more against Trump. So I think yep. a but, lot of people will vote just to get Trump out, even if they wouldn't have normally voted for Biden. Uh, how many of those people actually voted last time and how many of those? Yeah, people, I don't know. This is a, you gotta, what we have to do, <clears throat> what you have to do rather, if as a Democrat, you have to convince a Trump voter not to vote Trump. Right. Yeah. If I, they voted I Trump know, and they're time, not very bright, are they? Like, I would like to hope that they'd see their family dying and things on the streets with COVID. No, they are. Think. They, they're highly educated people voting for Trump. Highly, mm-hmm. highly educated. Highly they know educated. he's a buffoon. They can see through. And they just think COVID, they're just going to let it run rampant and kill everybody. And then hopefully, is that the, the theory? Like, well, the understand. theory is that the, the Dems don't, don't do anything for us anyway. Why bother voting? Because there's a pandemic that America's like the worst in the world for that he's not handling. I just think the pandemic is... Oh, the fire alarm's about to go off. <laughs> really? For test, the testing alarm. Testing, okay. Can you hear it? Yeah. What happens yeah. if there is a fire? Like you guys, have there to is go a fire. And... We're gonna go spread out. It's just a test. One test. No, it's not real. <laughs> Sorry. There you go. We're gonna leave. Can we, <laughs> can we edit this out? No, no, we're not gonna edit it out. It's, it's, it's exciting. You're gonna burn down. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll keep it recording the entire time. <laughs> well, I think it's done for now. Anyway, we're, I'm gonna escape and then give everybody my diseasey spinal drug drug. Mm. 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 Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So it'd be very interesting to know what um, what happens. Oh, I'm looking forward to watching. Do you know when the voting finishes? Uh, we have twenty something days to go. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the year, we should hopefully know who's president, right? Oh, see, this is the thing. That's an annoying thing for for people like me that like watching these things that are quite selfish. <coughs> On the 3rd of November, we're not going to know because some states can't count the postal votes. We'll have an idea, right? Like we should have an an idea. Yes. Yeah. But they won't be known directly. So, yeah, the key swing states, um, it might take some time to count the votes. It might take a week. Yeah. Which is insane. That is insane. Again, the British model, like I'm harboring on about the British, but they have this thing of election night and they open up the votes that night and they do not leave until they mm. count all of the votes. So and and then straight away. Yeah. Well, they make announcements at three o'clock in the morning and you get the, you know, the people come up and they go, Oh, and this person got this and this person got this and they're mm. on the stage there. And then this person got this and then they make a speech, you know, and they thank everyone and they're quite humble about it. Um, very different. Very, very yeah. different. Whereas here, I, even in Australia, you have this faux thing of, you know, the party faithful gathering in a room and then you've got the pundits talking on the camera and people, you know, showing the film of what's going on inside those rooms. It's very uh, stressful when you're in that room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So I was with my mum when we were last waiting for the next election. I've done it many <laughs> times, locked down the candidate so that they don't go outside of the room until they mm-hmm. can go out and talk to the, the faithful. Um, 
your greens do the more lovey-dovey thing of all hanging out at the same time and looking at the votes. But mm-hmm. um, from the Labor and Liberal Party perspectives, yeah, you get locked down the candidate so that they don't say anything and they have to call <laughs> the other candidate as well. Yeah. Um, and then it just becomes an awkward conversation there and then you go out and make a speech and then there's the media and they take photos and such. It's like a... Yeah, it's a mini mini campaign event um, almost. Mm. So if you had to, Ben, call it a percentage now of Biden winning, what would you put it as a percentage? It's Biden at the moment. I think it's Biden at the moment, but I think... But, like, what, at the end, end of the day, what would you give it as a percentage? Oh, the... Oh, well, you can't... So if you're going to go a percentage of votes, I think Biden has the percentage of votes. Hillary had the percentage of votes. Right. But I mean, like, a, a chance that you think Biden will get elected. Just oh, chance of he's getting elected. I think it's 50-50. Really? You think it's that bad? Yep. Jeez, yep. that makes me scared. Yep. What would Trump? What would a Trump re-election look like for America? More of the same. The Another whole, what, four years of riots on the street? Well, the Black Lives Matter thing would continue. I think the community, yeah, will be happy with it. The black community. Yeah, I think police brutality would increase because they're not going to do anything differently. Well, Instead, that, yeah, but the, the the police brutality thing is a state issue. It's not a federal issue, so that's not that's that has nothing to do with Trump. Yeah, but it doesn't help when Trump's saying we should just give them all the resources they need and all that sort of stuff, like to do that's, their job. That's what the states the states are in charge of that, not the feds. So that's not that doesn't have anything to do with Trump, really. Mm. I think, though, that the rhetoric that Trump has around it is not helpful. I don't think it is, no. And I think that the left use it to, to galvanise against, but I don't think it actually makes any difference. Mm. At all. He's a very useful tool to, to galvanise support um, for a certain movement, but I don't think it actually matters, um, which is quite sad. But, yeah. Yep. Um, anything else on the ballot you want to talk about? Um, no, no. How'd you go with trying to understand the whole, um, cause I know we were speaking, um, God, I got a bit confused forth, yeah, about the, the process. Um, I still don't really get like the delegate part. I don't really get how the democratics chose Biden and how they decided when to give up their side of the race and how they decided how, who their votes were going to go to and all that sort of stuff. I know you tried to explain it to me. I'm happy to just to think of it as magic. <laughs> if that's yeah. easier it's, yeah magic and then you don't get a rabbit out of a hat you get a biden it's, yeah, yeah. We, we, did you were you um hopeful that bernie would get it or did you think he didn't, was never going to get it oh, i thought he had it and then covid happened and so he couldn't hold um events and then also the um mm. southern states went further for biden and so very closely he, he lost the momentum it was two weeks three weeks he would have. He, he potentially would have won. That's so sad. Do you think he'll ever run again? Nah, he'd no, be eighty-two or something. Eighty-three. <laughs> so that was his last chance. But he's still yeah. done am- amazing things, though. Like I think for the campaign. Oh yeah, yeah. So the, the, now um, universal healthcare is seen as an accepted thing for the Democrats, which is insane that they would not accept that as a potential thing anyway. Like it, yeah. it's just madness to me that you you would have that questioned by a country. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Okay. So you, you look at, I, I, Daniel, let's go to um, England for example. Right. 
So you got Bojo there, so the Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Uh, he's a conservative. Um, you would see him as as far right, Tara, you know, right wing. Mm-hmm. He outwardly says that the NHS is the most beautiful thing of their country and wants to fund it more and has funded it more. Funded it more than the Labor Party. You know, it's seen as this this pride thing for their country to fund it more. So it's a competition between Labor and the Conservatives of who can fund their NHS more. Um, in Australia, the school system and um, healthcare system the Libs actually designed it so that they could pump more money into the schools so they can give them money directly to Catholics and private schools, but states don't allow them to fund schools directly. So they allow a lot of the GST proportion to go to the states so that more funding goes to those schools. Mm. Um, the same with healthcare as well. That's why we have a federal healthcare minister, even though the hospitals are run by New South Wales Health. It's because you have all of this funding. Mm-hmm. And that's that's designed by the Libs and Labor Party. And so it's a universal thing. Um, they argue around the periphery of a couple of million dollars, but the billions that happen, both parties are agreed on. Yeah, and the yeah. Greens are agreed on and the independents are all agreed on. It is madness to me that a country would look at that as communism or socialism and a bad thing, that funding for healthcare and education is a bad thing. It just is insane. I guess is it because the pharmaceutical companies just make so much fucking money in America and all that sort of stuff? Like, is well, that yeah, why? That's, that's a net benefit from, I, I don't know. This is a cart before the horse situation. Like what came first? Is it the call against universal healthcare and universal education? Um, or is it the pharmaceutical benefit? Uh, sorry, the pharmaceutical companies that benefit from that policy that came first. I don't yeah. know. So what's their viable argument against universal health care? They think that what? we have the right to choose. Choose what? Um, our own health care situation and system. But they, we don't have a right to choose because the pharmaceutical companies are choosing, right? How much it is or. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, that's a <laughs> result of our right to choose, but we have the right to choose. So this is the madness of the, the ongoing circular argument. But you can have both, Ben, right? You can have the right to choose and give everybody universal health care. No, but we're Australians and that makes sense to us to have private health care and a, a public health care system that works side by side. Yeah, it's hard. It's, I think it's awful that they people choose jobs based on purely whether they're going to get health care. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that's, yeah. It dictates people's lives yeah. almost to yeah. every aspect it's of it in America. I have to stick to this job because it's got my dental scheme. You know, and that, my family's, you know, my family's yeah. health system. So I can't quit. I have to stay working here. Yeah. There's, a, there's a sign. For, uh, sorry, sorry. There's the Simpsons episode where Lisa needs braces. And mm-hmm. that's all about that. Like Homer needs to stay in this job because Lisa needs braces. Yeah. That's yeah. just sad. I don't know how you could have a platform on that. I just think it's so horrible. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> mm. um, we should definitely do another pod on it. Um, after the election results are called. Yeah, That'd maybe we do it on on that week. So in about three weeks' time, um, mm. or two weeks' time, two and a half weeks' time. Um, yeah, but next week we will look at uh, conspiracy theories. Um, yeah, an episode we recorded earlier that I um, <laughs> forgot to put out. <laughs> um, and but yeah today i'll put up this episode and see what people think of of two australians disseminating what's happening with the yeah. not very educated one well i'm not very educated on either i don't think we did a lot of homework for this one <laughs>
but you know a fair bit in background, I guess. But it's it's interesting anyway, and definitely watch the circus. I'd love to hear people if they've enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the perfect time to watch it, even if you watch just the last couple of episodes and then jump in from now. Um, yeah, and then I recommend also Anderson Cooper's um, podcast, the yeah. uh, Cooper 360. Uh, and aside from that, um, there are a lot of media sources that actually look at um, a lot of stuff. The ABC actually has got um, quite a lot of people on the ground. Um, and, yeah, it's it's quite good to see a lot of dissemination of, of the election, which matters to everyone, really, um, mm. because it's going to affect Western policy um, going forward. Oh, yeah. Anyway, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Fare thee well. Bye.